This week's episode of Unlocked is brought to you by Gamefly. Welcome, friends. This is Unlocked, episode number 363 for September 25th, 2018. A reminder, we're coming at you on Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern at unlocked.ign.com or 24 hours later, our usual time over on YouTube and podcast feeds. Coming up on this week's show, plenty of big, big topics to talk about. Red Dead Redemption 2, two of us here on the panel today have played it. We'll talk about that. Plus the uh, the big sad news of the week. Uh, there's a lot to chew on with this Telltale news. Telltale closing down, laying off uh, the majority of their staff. Plus a little bit on Devil May Cry and a lot more coming up this week on Unlocked, the world's number one Xbox show. Ryan McCaffrey here, Destin Legary there, Hi, everybody. Brandon Tyrell, hello, and Tina Amina joining hello. us kindly as this week. Great yeah, to have you here. My pleasure. Thank yes. You. Uh, so. I think we we have to start with uh, with Red Dead. I mean, we we got to play. We've been waiting how many years to play this video game? Five years, six years. A lot of a lot of, a years. Lot of years. Many years, and here we are, uh, Red Dead Redemption Two. So, uh, Tina, you and I both got a chance to see this game, and I thought you guys are welcome, Destin and Brandon, to just chime in with any questions you have about. Well, what about this? What about this? Just I, oohs I, and ahs in the background <laughs> as we talk. Yeah. There's a lot to. There's just so much to get to with this game, and that's the point. That's where Rockstar seems to be going with all these games. And I'm not talking about sort of the endless uh, random generated quests like in a lot of yeah. a lot of open world games. I'm talking about like system and e- ecosystem layers on, on layers on layers on layers. That's that's what jumped out to me the most about it, Tina, was uh, was just how organic the world felt. I know that's yeah, sort of a stupid phrase. But it's like it's it's overused and dumb. But. Was it visceral and gritty? <laughs> <laughs> it's not it as overused be. as that, to be yeah, fair. That's but that's the thing. Like you know, everything that you kind of hear about this game, or at least since I've been hearing about it, I obviously trust Rockstar's pedigree here because you know everything that they've made and everything that they've said have pretty much come to fruition. True. But it's so hard to hear these things, and it sounds like flowery buzzwords. And then ultimately, you see it, and you're like, "Nope, yep, that confirms everything. Like that's exactly what they said." <laughs> Got and, me again, Rockstar. Yeah, and like it might not have had meaning when you just see it as words on a paper, but when you're actually seeing these things unfold in action, it feels very much like like it's not really an open world; it's a world. Like they, the way right. that we've always talked about it with Rockstar, every time that we've had conversations with them, they say, you know, in the world, they don't ever say in the open world like mechanics of this. Well, game. they even say the Rockstar world. The Rockstar they, they, world. They've sort of pivoted away from open world yeah. as like as if it's sort of become a tainted thing. They're pulling a bungee and coining their own term. Which here. the thing is, after playing it though, I kind of have to give it to them. Yeah, like it's they're they're not wrong to want to sort of call there something yeah. else yeah they want to express the amount of detail that has gone into like the ecosystem as you said and so yeah you do have to come up with a different terminology because it's not just an open world game it legitimately does feel in a lot of the ways that we've seen from the general store to just like hunting some animals it feels like a fully realized thing that you can interact with and you can be a part of and you know that exists without your involvement Unlocked is sponsored by Gamefly, the best way to buy and rent your favorite games. Gamefly.com gives you access to 9,000 titles, which are mailed directly to your door. For one monthly fee, you can play the latest and greatest games for as long as you want with no late fees or due dates ever. When you get tired of a game, all you have to do is mail it back and they'll send you the next title on your list. That means you can kill as many zombies as you want in State of Decay 2 before swapping games. It is awesome. 
And now, Gamefly is offering movie rentals as well. Today, Unlocked listeners get access to a free premium 30-day trial by going to Gamefly.com slash Unlocked. That premium trial lets you rent two titles at the same time, and you get it by going to Gamefly.com slash U-N-L-O-C-K-E-D. That's Gamefly.com slash Unlocked. Check it out. So here's what I want to know. I didn't get to play it or anything. So my question, yes, I trust them on the world, the storytelling and everything. I want to know how the core mechanics of gunplay feel, cover systems, uh, any inventory that you have to manage, and how does riding the horse feel? Does it feel good? Is it clunky in any way? That's the kind of stuff I want to know about because if they they nail that, I already trust them on everything else. All valid questions. I would say for the non-horseback part of what you're asking about – I think GTA V is a pretty good place to start to yeah. sort of give you an, a frame of mind, like how the cover system works, how the shooting feels. Now, I do think uh, it seems to me, Tina, I, th- tell me how you kind of feel about this, but I, I don't know if it's they've just messed with the, the weapon physics or the sort of uh, the impact and, and damage of the, of the ammunition in the game, but the bullets... The, the physics feel like they've been dialed up, not in a over-the-top comical way, but every, it, like things look more painful in this yeah. game than they do in Grand you Theft Auto. Have to, like, you kind of have to shoot people a couple times to really get them down. Yeah. Unless you headshot them every single time, which obviously is more effective. But yeah, Of course, that's why you'd speak into death. <laughs> yeah. uh, is that like an animation-based thing? You said feels more painful. Like when I think, and to use another buzz term, like... <laughs> crunchy bullets you know mm-hmm. uh when i think of that it's a combination <laughs> easy there hippie <laughs> we're so together uh when i think of that it's a combination of you know feedback in the controller sound visual cues on screen and then the you know target's reaction right so it's animations or uh the way its body moves yeah. like all those things sort of have to work together to make that real crunchy feel you know yeah it's uh i'm glad you hit on that because it after I played it, I, it reminded me. I actually hadn't thought about this in a long, long time. And granted, it has been five years between Rockstar games. But I remembered back, and I actually had to go just look things up to refresh my memory a little bit. There was a uh, there was a company called Natural Motion. Yeah. And they made a physics system called Euphoria that they put out years ago. I'd have to look, go back and look when. must have been early part of this decade. They put out a, a tech demo for like a theoretical Indiana Jones game where it was, it was in. Indy on top of with a whip on top of oh please say the airplane no I think it might have even been on top of a train or something like or, it or was, the tank from anyway whatever it was uh, it sh- showcased like these crazy natural looking realistic physics where the way Indy moved and reacted to oh, uh, like w- balancing yeah weight all very that. natural like shifting of weight and no major game company took them up on licensing it except for one, except for Rockstar. And we saw it in GTA 4. It was honed in GTA 5. Mm-hmm. And I feel like here they've they've Play been, around with they've it. been playing with it for yeah. a while. And to your point, like there was one point I, I uh, we were invading a camp. And, you know, lots of guys. I, I shot one guy. I was, you know, I, I was going for headshots every time. I got to try to. <laughs> and I winged a guy in in like the shoulder and he kind of doubled back kind of went halfway down i'm like did i get him and then he he kind of comes back up 
I'm like, oh, okay, it didn't get them. Like fire everything. And some of them stumble and like stay on the ground for a second. Yeah. And stumble again and then die. Which yes. Is really cool. That was without on the ground. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, he died on his own. <laughs> He bled out. But the, it's also animations in terms of like you, if you shoot a horse, which I am going to feel really bad for when I accidentally do that. I mean, how game. do you know about this then? Well, because I've seen. Because we do that? I don't remember that. Yeah, happening. you can shoot a horse and like if they're barreling down at you, the, the horse will like because of the speed that it's going at, it'll flip over. Oh and then my the God. The enemy will like flip over. The, but then also the, like, yeah, like if you shoot uh, them in the horse, like the, the horse might, uh, if you shoot them in the horse, if you shoot them in the horse, <laughs> the horse shoot might them in the horse. Fall, yeah, the horse fact, might fall the horse over. The horse is the horse's weakest point. <laughs> exactly. So the horse might fall over and then the enemy does so as well. You can go for a headshot, actually shoot their hat off. They can shoot yes. your hat off. That happened to me. Yeah. And then like <laughs> your hat, by the way, is also an icon on the mini map when you when your hat falls off. Yeah, so you, you can, can find go it find again. it. Yeah. So cool. Of course. You're connected to your hat. Yeah. There's actually some weird you're connected to your hat like backstory that they didn't tell you us. You can about like throw it at other people to. and well they told us them. if no, you buy a new hat. Job. Yeah, if you buy a new hat, you have to like wear it long enough to, for it to then kind of become your hat. Your hat, yeah. Oh. And then it, it shows up in your horse's satchel <laughs> if you lose it too. Yes. Just in case. But it's it's really those like animations yeah. that make it feel like every time you have an interaction or you know a, a bullet uh, exposed kind of interaction with someone that it's very specific to like did you shoot them in the shoulder? Did you yeah. shoot them in the horse? In the horse. <laughs> there was yeah, there was one uh uh one part where a guy popped out at me. I hit him, shot him in the eye. Oh, that one was good. I remember. Yeah, it was just like this absolutely vile. It was just a hole in his face. Yeah, yeah, hole in his head and. Yeah, it was, and he just he just dropped. He dropped real quick. I mean, you, you were like close range or, or uh, 10, or, 15 feet maybe. Okay. Yeah, it was not far. pretty close. Yeah. So they don't yeah. reasonably close. They haven't added that slow down sort of sniper elite style. No, like, no, no. See the bullet go through. Well, there that are, happens from time to time. N- not sniper elite style, but there are kill well, cams. Yeah, and so within the kill cam, and this is really fascinating too, because depending on your honor, because there's obviously like an internal honor system, mm-hmm. depending on how honorable, obviously, obviously. <laughs> that's cool. <laughs> <Clearly>. <laughs> <laughs> Depending on your honor system, whether you're honorable or dishonorable, it'll show the kill cam in a different perspective. So if you play a more honorable character, then the um, cam will be focused on you. Uh, and then the less honorable you are, the cam will pull Black out. Hat. Yeah. And like you won't even be like if you're really dishonorable, you won't even be shown in the background of a kill cam as it's more focused on your enemy and there's more blood and guts and gore. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm going full so, black. Hat yeah, there's, like, there's such a range to this thing that the game systems are keeping track of and then like replicating to you in these like various there, ways. There was All one point. Yeah, there was one point where we, uh, there was like a, I think it was like a, uh, maybe, you know, rock that high that was behind a bush or something and it, like pretty good speed on the horse just slammed yeah. into the rock. <laughs> yeah. And, and you it got was, ejected? <laughs> though, yeah, the physics on it. So, I mean, it, the, the horse, like, the crumpled. poor thing crumpled and we just went flying, flying. and just hit our head and yeah. instant death. And the that greatest was part was all of us were like, oh, like, like it was a really like impactful moment. It like, really you, was. You felt the pain of the poor horse oh. and then you promptly felt like, you know, God. tons of guilt. So over when it. you weren't hitting the rock, how did the horse mechanics feel? Yes. Right thank around. you for bringing that back around. Yeah. I, I thought it felt supernatural to, to ride yeah. the horse. Um, it, yeah. It was not like a cumbersome awkward activity yeah. at all it's the same system as as the first rdr like it's just you know like you get increasing galloping but there are mm-hmm. a couple new um like abilities that you gain the more that you bond with your horse yes. those get unlocked along the way you have to okay. brush your horse to keep it clean to keep it happy yeah. and healthy mm-hmm. um so that's not a thing. doing that and you have to buy the brush <laughs> you don't just have it <laughs> yeah these are all things that you need to actually build towards 
which you is got, really fast. You guys over here are going to go black hat from Westworld. <laughs> yes. It's like you're going to kill, shoot everyone in the eye, and you're just going to ride the stinkiest, or smelliest, the animal, or the wiener. <laughs> no, JR played the most uh, the oh, most dishonorably, just yeah. to test how that went out. JR's the sweetest man. But oh, I'm sure he was testing it out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Definitely not, exactly. definitely not his natural inclination. <laughs> uh, but to talk about eggs, um, to talk about bullets and, and they like said how eggs. It. I was like, well, I was going to say, I was going to say exit wounds, but I realized I hadn't gotten to that part of the sentence yet, so it didn't make sense. DMX album. <laughs> well, it is the exit wounds on like if you exit if you... wound gone, give it to. You. Oh, <laughs> we could have gone our whole life without hearing that. <laughs> so in hunting, um, if you like shoot uh, an animal with an arrow or or a bullet, mm-hmm. uh, you can actually see the exit wound depending on the angle that you're looking at it in when you're skinning it. So that's the other part. Oh, of, like, okay. Like because Ryan shot that guy pretty point blank, like mm-hmm. the hole in his in the- eye. Yeah, the hole in his eye was just like huge and mm-hmm. incredibly dark red it made skinning that much easier uh it's actually better <laughs> if you have less of an exit wound oh, okay. because you don't you want the meat to be intact to our audience you can't skin people that's what we're brandon like, <laughs> yeah, no. just to I'm clarify strictly talking like deer and other unless animal, you unlock you that later you're <laughs> asking the hard-hitting questions here i didn't get to play who it. knows yeah this would not be the first video game with a surprise it's a predator game it, so. yeah exactly <laughs> Uh, but there's so many little details like that, including like um, there was, uh, you know, there's uh, moments where you're like beating someone in the face and like your glove oh just gets like increasingly covered in blood. Yeah. Um, same with Pulpy. like snow or mud on your jacket. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just all these little details that are playing out in, in real time, as you would imagine. It yeah, we uh, I think we killed a boar at one point. Yeah, that's happened, that yeah. And then threw it, threw it over the shoulder to carry it to the mm-hmm. horse to throw it. And it just that blood side all, yeah, jacket. all yeah. over your and then jacket. Also and you're wearing your duster, butt, right? Too. Yeah. The horse's oh, butt yeah. was full of blood as well. I heard about. <laughs> I, I heard, need to stop talking. I heard about. <laughs> around you specifically. <laughs> I heard about that, that if you uh, tie a deer to the back of your horse, like it actually bleeds all yeah. over the animal, mm. um, which is really cool. Did you guys actually, you, so you put a, a yeah. boar up there? Yeah, we carried it along with us. And it was it was funny because I kept I don't know if you guys it's heard me but I kept noting like do you see how it's bouncing because like yeah, as you're yeah. galloping it was bouncing really we naturally. we'd used the dead eye system to take out a turkey at one point because why not because <laughs> you, you know, need just to. the wow. yeah just slow mo just you're drag just your like over tr- twelve bam, bam, bam. twelve cursors oh, yeah. on the bird yeah there was probably not a lot of usable meat in yeah. that bird by the time <laughs> we were done with it how do you, how do you get the blood out is there a stain system where you you know what there's <laughs> probably something in the general store for that I yeah. would not be surprised let's talk about the general store what can you buy. Um, soap, cheese. Uh, do you any actually, piece of can you buy cheese wheels? Any piece of clothes? Yes, you can buy a cheese. Oh, wheel. I'm buying all the there cheese were, wheels. Cheese wheels down a like, mountain. Part there two. were samples. Did we go up to the cheese? We did. We bought a, we bought the, we bought the pieces of cheese. But you couldn't get a sample, right? Because I was really hoping you could no, get yeah, a sample had to, before had you to bought buy those. it. Yeah, <laughs> it's Dang like up, this is a nice brie. Really <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I mean that's real life to me. Yeah, so. <laughs> that's why I wander Costco for three hours a day. Yeah, on the wild. So on the wild, they shared Rockstar publicized more wildlife details here earlier this week after after we'd played it, and um, so I'll, I'll just read you a bit of this. So o- approximately two hundred species of animals, including various mammals, birds, fish, and more, all reportedly behave and react to the game's environment in unique logical ways. For example, as in real life. Deer, bison, and pronghorn all travel in large herds. Sockeye salmon swim upstream. Possums play dead in order to be ignored by hunters. Now, Jared Petty told me about this in his session, where and and he was like, he wasn't sure if it was real. And it turns out it's, so it's totally real. Yeah, you mean how many animals they have? No, the, po- the no, specifically like the, the possums, possums playing, playing dead. Oh, yeah. Well, that's a thing that they do. 
Yeah, in yeah. and that's yeah. in the game. Uh, birds, of, let's see. Uh, yeah, per, birds of prey soar on thermal updrafts. Scavengers quickly seek out dead animals to feast upon, and more. So, yeah, we saw some of this, and it's it's wild. Out yeah. of the screenshots, the the thing I thought most interesting was call me crazy but the snow and how that affects hunting and how that affects your traversal and the fact that they thought about that and implemented a mechanic around weather in that way i really like that did you get to experience any of that yeah we hunted yeah we did well we did in this we did interact in the snow as well and it it certainly like impacts um traversal on the storyline which we can't get too much into Mm. um i don't think we got a chance to play enough of it to like really experiment with the hunting to see how fleshed out that is but i think that's the that's the overall thing that i felt is like oh yeah they thought of that yeah was like a consistent theme Mm -hmm. like oh do you think oh no yeah they thought of that (laughs) cool it's like Rockstar's equivalent of there's an app for that. Like there's a feature for <laughs> oh, that. Oh yeah, they thought of that. <laughs> so yeah, the the other topic I wanted to talk about was specifically the first person mode. Mm-hmm. That was the first time that they've talked about it. The first time anybody's gotten to see yeah, it. We played so, around with it quite a bit. Yeah, like GTA Five on Xbox One and PS4 and PC, where they added it. It wasn't in the original Xbox 360 release. So there is a you could play the whole game in first person if you want to. And I'm curious what you thought about it, Tina, because I, I've always been a huge proponent. I love first-person views, particularly in beautiful environmental games. Like, I go all the way back. Uh, when I played a little bit of the original EverQuest, that's how old I am, I would like to, I like to play it in the first-person view because I was in this huge MMORPG yeah. like in there, in my character, and I loved it, even though, like, tactically, it might not have been the best way to go. And I've always, I've always liked a good well put together first person experience with good like locomotion and mm. you know being able to see yourself and i just love it and this game it's all there what did you think of it so i went in thinking that you know this is a beautiful environment and it would be really nice for the sake of immersion to feel like i'm more part of the world um than i would be from a third person perspective i went in totally expecting to feel that way and then like seeing it play out it just it felt a little bit wonkier to me like i i think i liked the the like stability of seeing like especially when you're riding a horse and things are kind of bobbling along which yeah. like, there's so many settings you can play with that yes. we can't get too much into yet um but ef- effectively like i kind of i actually felt it took away from my ability to see the world around me because it was through such a narrow view mm, as opposed fair. to like when it's pulled back i can still s- swivel the camera around um but i can see like where i am in respect to the world so i don't know maybe it comes down to i've moved on from because i'm also a first person kind of gamer for the most part uh so maybe in this kind of setting i just prefer the third person you get more of a scope of like what you can see around you tactically speaking that's a big point uh i did feel there was one moment where you were in first person and then like we just got completely attacked by wolves and i felt like you couldn't see because they're like surrounding you and you couldn't see like you're fighting one in your face and then there's two others behind you and one to your right and it's just i i was like desperately in my head like go into third person mode (laughs) Did you feel more uh, immersed into the action? Like, was it more visceral in that perspective? Then? Yeah, so actually, that's a good Gritty. point. Yeah, visceral. <laughs> Gritty and visceral. That's a, that's a good point because when the wolf was, like, attacking, so I was just watching Ryan, and, like, when the wolf was attacking Ryan, like, you can see increasingly as he got bites on you, his face and fur was just getting overloaded with blood. Yeah. And so, and it is kind of terrifying because you have the sound effects of, like, this thing growling at you, yeah. and you can hear the growling from other sides as well. So it did feel scarier, and I did feel, like, more in fear for Ryan 
Brian's life than I would have maybe if you were in third person because you would be able to get a scope of like, okay, I'm going to get this one first because he's like five feet out mm-hmm. and then I'll get this one because he's closer. Like, you know, you didn't have the ability to really think tactically like that because you're just focused on, oh my God, like I'm getting eaten in the face right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that and that specific, I'm glad you brought up that, that wolf attack because that's exactly, that was the moment, the first person moment because I was kind of going in and in out, and out kind of yeah. cycle and see, you know, try a bunch of different stuff. That was the moment that stood out for me during the time that we played. Cause that, that moment for me, it was so like so much more dangerous and, and like literally in your face where you, you said it exactly. I mean, first of all, the, the wolves and you can really see it in first person, like that has awesome fur shading on mm-hmm. them. Like they look really so good much detail. And yeah, to your, the, they, they start gnawing on your, your Arm, arms yeah. and the, their, their faces are getting bloody. And then, you know, I uh, just stab mm-hmm. stab one finally, and then its body would slump into the snow, and like the snow, the blood the would steam into the snow. To pool, yeah, yeah, it was so, and yeah, it was just crazy. Where they're just these very very angry looking wolves yeah. were just coming at me right in my face. Compared to if the camera had been pulled back, it would have just been like, well, that's cool. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's you know, hey, getting attacked by wolves. That's we're doing a gameplay thing right now, but it wouldn't have been like. Ah! Yeah. Wow. <laughs> and that's what it was at first. Did, we, did you guys have uh, headsets on or was it like full no, it surround, surround, surround sound? sound. Yeah. Yeah. After hearing you guys talk about it, I am so excited to kill animals and people. And I can't wait. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah you will just anything you yeah. find. <laughs> yeah. You'll, um, yeah, you'll be able to do blood seeping everywhere. All of that in first person. On the horse butts. Or you know, the one thing that You're going to be a see. psychopath in this game. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to be terrible. Wild West first serial killer. <laughs> I already said I'm not going to do anything to the horse, and I'm just like not going to groom my character and just see how terrible he gets. That's my plan. <laughs> You're just going to go through horses in life. You have to oh, shave. they die? Yeah. Well, they just they, die? They can, yeah. So there's a mechanic where you can tell. like a Tamagotchi. You can tell tell your horse to flee so if you're in the middle if you like really love your horse and you've built up its abilities or whatever else what it's real no so I you know. can like tell it to flee if you're in the middle of a huge firefight and you're worried that it might get shot in the line of fire um, so fun. you can just like pat its butt and tell it to get off i just have this really awesome like vignette in my head of of like a grizzled old cowboy like get out buttercup save yourself <laughs> i mean probably there are some quips like that so <laughs> it's very western um but to go back to the snow thing for a moment i actually did just remember since we're talking about hunting and everything else there was a bear that we came across and everybody was like don't shoot it I'm like I want to shoot it like obviously I'm going to shoot the bear well because the bear so it's in the middle of winter so you know he's he doesn't have like um, a ton of resources in terms of food or anything so he's this is a very hungry like very angry bear so you know the the rock star reps are sitting in the back like well you don't want to anger the bear because the bear already like will probably kill you but if it's angry and hungry it's definitely going to kill you so Ryan's like "Uh uh-huh uh-huh and he's just like walking up to a rock like squatting down to just aim yeah. his shot. I was really Cue the far scene away. from Predator <laughs> yeah. where you're just you were mowing down the but forest. But like, interestingly, it got scared because you shot it like five times and but, it was just barreling yeah, away. It, it was from so far away that Barely. the bullets, yeah. nothing was lethal. It was just yeah. like, it just got it annoyed just and ran off. away. It yeah. was like, I'm peace out. Yeah. He's like, God damn it, man. I'm just sitting here trying to look for fish <laughs> in the middle yeah. of winter. Everything's frozen. Yeah, lucky Ryan. Uh, probably. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, we so, were expecting that to end very differently. It, it sounds, I was like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna lean out to DiCaprio yeah. this thing. <laughs> yeah, oh my exactly. god! And we all know how that ended. Yeah, you know the bear did <laughs> like did most of the work in that movie, right? Um, it sounds like I'm going to turn off 
as much of the HUD as I can, turn off quest icons and just play in first person so you get this like really narrow slice of that world and just kind of explore everything. Yeah, you, yeah if you, you want to make the options. dangerous Wild West yeah. that much more dangerous. Yeah. Well, I mean, so many open world games, it's like, all right, pull up the map. There's a million icons. And then I start the checklist like, okay, how fast can I get from A to B to C to D and then back to where I'm going? But in a game like this where there's so much detail, you know, it would almost... 79 to be specific. 79? Yeah. Well, little things? That's, yeah, exactly. Um, on IGN.com <laughs> right now, you could check out that sweet but. video. Um, it almost seems like it would be, I don't know, a disservice to just treat it like a checklist of things. I kind of want to get in there and like just see the details of it. And you That's can use guns, so I don't have to like use melee in first person, which I'm just not a fan of. Small yeah. thing, but the UI on the menu systems, you brought up going to the shop. Does it feel like organic and natural? Oh, my God. Or, oh, or is it like Let me tell press you. by that <laughs> it could not move your be more organic. It could not be more organic. So there's yeah. like two ways you can walk around the store and like look at the items, and it kind of like tells you what things are, and it has prices. <laughs> you can walk like this. Yeah, probably. Yeah. If you're in first person mode, you wouldn't know, though. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so you can do that, or you can look at the catalog, which we spent far too much time like rockstar oh, it's was like, like a you guys are, yeah so oh, rockstar was like cool you guys are kind of running it. out of time like do you want to like go to the next mission we're like no but the, but the catalog like <laughs> yeah. so how will we know what all the full page ads are unless we sit here for another hour so we sat there maybe for like 20 minutes genuinely just looking through the catalog um and there are advertisements uh like like actual full page advertisements that That's you can read good you can like you zoom in and and actually read these things yeah. uh and then yeah there's all the like, like uh like you can shop through like it as for well tonic or like old timey oh yeah like period Dr. Felixer's magical elixir yeah, kind of for thing. Sure. That's really cool. Uh, and there's all these other little details too, like because um, you can customize how you look as well. Uh, could, could you do the, the hair customizing too? That's at camp. Okay, so that's not in the catalog, but you. But you, can, I bought you at the buy. store. I bought yeah. the. Um, oh, you the, bought the like hair gel, yeah, yeah, whatever it's called. Right. The, yeah, because yeah, I, yeah, I wanted to. I wanted to. You bought yeah, pomade. Yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah. I wanted to style my hair at camp, and yeah. it's like you don't have stuff to do that. What is this game? <laughs> <laughs> it's a uh, world. Do you have to? Sorry, it's, yeah, a, rock it's a rock star world. world. <laughs> yeah, we're just living in it. Um, do you have to shave? Out of curiosity, you you. Don't have to. You'll turn into Destiny. So I'm, I'm curious. Monster character. I'm curious because I just want to see you. I want to see you with like a raccoon skin hat, just full. Oh, you full can beard. do that. Actually, yeah. you can wear animal carcasses as a hat. That's a thing. There you go. Do they have to be well crafted, or can I do? You it have poorly? to craft it. Oh, yeah. okay. I just. I, I don't know how. I want to well believe your character. Or not well. Like from head awesome to toe, hat. there isn't an inch of you that isn't covered in hair I or was just fur. Dead. Ah, can't believe. Uh, but with your with your uh, facial hair, you can and um and the hair on your head, you can only style it according to the length, like in real life. So you can't like go from clean shaven to full beard. Right, you got to let it oh. grow out. Grow that yeah, out. Yeah. No extensions. Yeah. Smart. Yeah. Smart. I, not not in you know this decade, I guess. <laughs> Darn it. I always thought it was weird when you could be like, oh, how does he look clean shaven? Pretty good, but I like the beard better. Let's cut a right beard back, back on him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you looking at on. you, Geralt. <laughs> All right, cool. so that is Red Dead Redemption Two. Uh, we'll have more to say on it as soon as we can get our hands on it again, which mm-hmm. would be nice. Uh, it's out. Guess what? Wait, this is in like a month. It's yeah. one month from tomorrow, dude. Awesome. Perfect. This, it's coming up. This month is insane. <laughs> AC, Black Ops, Red Dead, right around the corner. Uh, Battlefield? No, Battlefield got pushed to November. Yeah, it's too much. Still a lot. There's too much. Tons of stuff. Too much. Be good. All right, let's get to the news proper. And I want to start with, uh, I mean, the, the biggest story of the week that I. Uh, do not enjoy talking about it all, but mm. Telltale has closed down. Unfortunately, <laughs> effectively, they are they're, they've got a skeleton crew of twenty five people finishing up a Minecraft project for Netflix. 
but uh, that's it. That's uh, presumably when that's done, those people will not mm-hmm. be there anymore either. But no severance, no, no, just no warning. This just they're just done. The door is closed, uh, and the Walking Dead, fi- the final season of the Walking Dead, which is uh, two episodes in, supposed to be four, supposed to be four, <clears throat> will not be completed. That is it, uh, and it's yeah. Wow. So. Netflix had gave a statement on this. They said, we are saddened by the news about Telltale Games. They developed many great games in the past and left an indelible mark in the industry. Minecraft Story Mode is still moving forward as planned. We are in the process of evaluating other options for bringing the Stranger Things universe to life in an interactive medium. Because that, uh, that was one of the projects on, on Telltale's stovetop right. uh, as they, they shut down. I imagine that goes to obviously it goes to a different developer who is going to have a totally different platform. So um, I'm curious to see what that Stranger Things. I I mean, who knows if it'll ever happen? Even because it could just as easily not. Maybe Netflix cuts its losses and moves on, or maybe they do find somebody. I don't know. You know, it's the only people even to my immediate knowledge uh, doing anything like Telltale is is. don't nod or don't how do you say that them with a life is strange life is strange yeah that are doing episodic adventure games is uh that comes out this week correct the yeah the the next one is coming right up so yeah it's uh this was a surprise came out of nowhere nobody expected this and it's been yeah it's just been like it's really devastated the the whole gaming community you know we've seen it's the end of an era in a lot of ways it really is yeah but it also shines a light on you know business practices that are, are, are have been going on for a long time. The game industry really does drive on, um, you know, unhealthy working conditions, I think you could say. Um, and in general, through some think. of the toughest, you know, yeah. according to a yeah. lot of reports that we've seen and a lot of stuff that we've heard. I and mean, I had, I had Ted Price in here for unfiltered and I brought up that insomniac has been cited many, many times over the years as, as one of the best places to work in both sort of regionally and, and that like that they've so it doesn't have to be that way but you're right, right. all too often it seems like that is all too common that 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 developers are not taken proper care of uh in sort of whether it's fiscally or you know financially or or uh physically really yeah by very, their employers i'm very surprised that they had the rights to game of thrones batman walking dead major major franchises and still they ended up in this state like where they had to be shut down i i was I was like, "What?" But uh, yeah, they had a lot I mean, of good IPs. But you know, when you're over encumber, you know, it's 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 just like you're just completely over inundating your your crew mm-hmm. with working on all of these things simultaneously, mm-hmm. and it's like I'm sure tons of deadlines back to back or on top of one another. So it's really impossible to to like ensure quality on all of that. Yeah, when you're just firing on all cylinders at all times for all hours, and that's who knows how long. That's a lot of the horror stories we were hearing coming out of this. You know, people took to Twitter to say. <clears throat> Forgive me, I don't remember the names. It's just seeing things on my feed. But stuff like, hey, all those long nights and weekends I spent trying to hit a deadline for an episodic or for an episode drop, um, all of that meant nothing because, you know, they were unceremoniously cut without severance, without any sort of, um, and like know, a week any of, sort of package. Yeah. yeah, a week of healthcare. Yeah. It, yeah, one week of healthcare. Fortunately, California, I mean, Telltale is, I think, f- headquartered in california yeah, they don't san have, yeah, yeah yeah they don't have any satellite studios now from what i imagine fortunately california does have programs um that you can buy into but very expensive it's, it's cobra it's yeah. cobra mm-hmm. yeah it's very very expensive mm-hmm. um but you know 
it's all too often. I think we lose sight of like, this stems from a lot of people on the internet saying like, well, if they really cared about that series, they would just finish it, just work for free and finish it. Which is the most ridiculous thing you could possibly say. It is the perfect encapsulation of people not understanding how video games are made or how this business is run. Um, and I think all too often people forget that games are made by people who, you know, because of this now, maybe they're out of the game industry forever. You know, maybe the, that talented person working on a Telltale game is now going to have to do something else in the immediate because there's rent and kid expenses yeah. and food and, you know. Or Thankfully, they're burned by the structure of, you know, crunch being an inevitability in game development and decide to turn to a different industry. 100% of the reason I got out of development mm-hmm. is because I was tired of 2 a.m. conference calls with overseas partners and managing spreadsheets all day long. And, and just like it's an unhealthy work style when you can't balance it. Right? And that's not like, to say that those people don't want to see the conclusion of The Walking Dead at the very least. As I'm well. sure they do. Sure, creatively, I mean, they would love to. Yeah. yeah. Like I've, everything I've ever heard whenever I've done um, any kind of interview with anybody at Telltale or just talking to people kind of casually who have either worked or, you know, were working um, at the company, they've all said how much they love Clementine. And yeah. they've all said like how much they've loved like seeing her journey and that they talk about. I actually recently had um, an interview at Gamescom that I was never able to follow up on. Um, but, you know, they, the executive producer at the time mentioned to me that, uh, they have boards of like the history that Clementine has gone through and they constantly just reference that. They have a Bible. Because yeah, yeah, like everything comes back to her as a character. And I think that's one of the biggest things for fans of the series too, is that they want to know what happens to her and what her arc is and what it ends up being. Um, And that sense of closure is really important for fans, but also for the developers too, because they've been working and slaving on this game for so long. It's hard not to put a piece of yourself into anything you're doing. Absolutely. I mean, even like us writing, right? Like you work on a huge article or review and you put it out there and there's a little twinge of like, oh God, I hope it's okay, you know? So sure. I can only imagine spending years of your life on characters who have emotions and personalities and then not being able to – sorry, Clementine just handed a knife to a child. So <laughs> I, I totally derailed my thought. If you're watching the video, we had B-roll running. Um, I can't imagine what it's like to not be able to say goodbye. Yeah, Um which they're in the process of figuring out from what we're hearing. Well, so yeah, so that's the other the other part of this, right? Netflix the other put out a statement news, yeah. saying that they're looking for maybe you have a better grasp on this, but they're looking for investors. Yeah, so it's it's kind of on the uh, they announced that they were um, Telltale specifically announced on on Twitter that they're looking to see if they can in whatever way finish that story. So we don't really know what that means. Which which is a little gross and disingenuous. Like, yeah. Maybe take care of the employees whose lives you just turned over first before you worry about finishing your product. Yeah. Well, I mean, if it's like releasing a script for what the story would have been just for fan closure, you know, that's an entirely different story. But if it's like looking for funding, which I believe they are doing, then yeah, yeah, it's a situation where a lot of people right now are talking about, well, are you prioritizing the game over the devs and how are you prioritizing the game when you don't have the devs to work on it anyway? So it doesn't make sense. Yeah. I mean, what's best case scenario here? They get the money, they rehire developers on a contract basis to put out the final two episodes. Like, and I've been at a company that has laid off employees and told yeah. them, like, you know, you have you still work here for a week or you still work here for three months. And that's a terrible feeling that, you know, the end is there. There's you still have to work date. towards something. Yeah, yeah. So that's not ideal either. Yeah. I mean, I, knowing that there's a there's a deadline to your employment at somewhere mm-hmm. really changes the way that you feel about the work that yeah. you do. And it's like senioritis, but on a totally different emotional <laughs> level. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like not, not I'm graduating. It's like, oh my, this job is effectively dying. Yeah. You know? What, uh, uh, what are some of your guys' favorite? I mean, cause Telltale at this point, you know, they're, they've, they've 
amassed quite a resume. What yeah. are some of what are some of your favorite Telltale series and Early Walking Dead for me, hands down. But I actually really liked Batman. Yeah. yeah, I thought it was a really interesting exploration into him as a human being. Not that he isn't a human being, but um, but I, I know that people have mixed feelings about that one. But I thought it was like really, you know, yeah, it was with, it was really. I think might be fair to say the only video game that's really done that's really explored what it's like to play as Bruce Wayne yeah. rather than just Batman. Yeah, exactly. And it was more about like, you know, everything that we talk about, like his connection with his parents, but it was actually realized it wasn't just like a statement, like this is why he's so dark and gritty. Yeah. Right. You know? Press X to pay respect. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Walking Dead season one, I think the first game that made me cry ever. Like that was a surprise emotion I didn't expect to experience. It's a surprise to me. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's easy. Most people talk about that one as having a similar experience. Yeah, I so, yeah. I had played Telltale games before that. Uh, I had I reviewed uh, their Jurassic Park game, which was mm-hmm. actually their game right before Walking Dead. That season was one. after Sam and Max. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, it was. Uh, but yeah, I'd for, I'd played Sam and Max. So Telltale was founded by a bunch of ex LucasArts employees right. who put that studio together in the wake of LucasArts deciding that they didn't want to make adventure games anymore. So, and I, LucasArts adventure games are extremely near and dear to my heart. So, yeah, I was following Telltale closely even from the beginning. Uh, they were just doing PC stuff originally. And, yeah, they had their whole big idea was, let's well, all right, we can bring adventure games back. We'll do them episodically so that mm-hmm. people can just consume it in bite-sized chunks. And, uh, yeah, they did a couple of seasons of Sam and Max they did, but uh, and then they did they they got Monkey Island the rights to Monkey Island at one point. Uh, they did they got they got the rights to Back to the Future. I'm surprised you didn't mention that one first. Yeah, which <laughs> uh, it, which it was okay. I have to say, like yeah, it was they favorite. did they did get Christopher Lloyd to do did they really yeah to vo Body. yeah and they had a sound alike for Michael J. Fox, but um, yeah, it was good. <laughs> but yeah, it wasn't until. The Walking Dead, where they really found they hit their, their strides. Yeah. Yes, they yeah. found they really hit on something, and they it resonated. With they people. sort of went away from the traditional puzzle-based point-and-click adventure to which is what Back to the Future was and what Sam and Max was, and that's stuff I love. But then they they turned it more into the narrative-based, yeah, yeah the dialogue-driven stuff that we know today. So yeah, I, I'm with you. I I was <laughs> I've told the story before, but when I I finished. The uh, final episode, the final moment of Walking Dead season one. Yeah. And that was when Mitch Dyer was here. Mm-hmm. And I had to, like, I literally, I had to call Mitch at, <laughs> a, at, at 1130 at night when I finished it. Because I, and I just first, but before that, I sat there literally speechless. I just couldn't, mm-hmm. I mean, there was no one in the room, so I guess there was nobody to talk to. But <laughs> I was just like, my mouth was just hanging open yeah. while the credits rolled. And then I had to call Mitch to, like, I, to talk about it. And but then after that, I have to say, did you tell Clem to kill you or not? Whoa, it's season one. Yeah, it's, yeah. Come on, statute of limitations is yeah. up on that. At this is it point. okay? All right. Yeah, because I didn't want to spoil you, it either. You've had this, time. This is my moment from Telltale as well. Right. Like, yeah. I mean, uh, uh, yes, I did. You told her to kill you. Yeah. Him. Why? So that she would learn to be tough. I don't remember my thought process on it. I think it might have been more of just a like he would have like eye. I thought he would have wanted that right. to just be. Not yeah. to not be to one of them. To put her through that trauma. Yeah, I went. You can see it. Tell I went back and forth on this a lot. <laughs> yeah. But also uh, the Wolf Among Us. I knew nothing about Fables. Yeah, I remember. I was actually at the press event where they announced it, and I was like, okay, that's sure, whatever that is, that'll be fine. Uh, but then when I played it, 
It was so good. The Wolf yeah. Among Us was fantastic. And then a special shout out as well. I think maybe their best top to bottom work for mm-hmm. me. I mean, Walking Dead season one gets the emotional nod for sure. But just as an overall season, overall everything. Uh, Tales from the Borderlands yeah. for me, and I don't even li- I don't gags. like Borderlands. Yeah. It's just not. What, I don't. What, what, what? I like Borderlands, and they nailed like the kind of humor and, and yeah. sentiment and aesthetic in that. The the eyeball part is just. I, oh, I'll, I'll always remember that it, joke. It's, it's so good. It's the Tales yeah. from the Borderlands is funny. It's really smartly structured. It has a guy that looks literally exactly like me in it. That's not why. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. Uh, yeah, which is like. Yeah, I should have voiced him. Should have called me up. No, yeah. uh, still waiting for those royalties. Yeah, still waiting. But no, it's yeah, Tales from Borderlands. So I say, for me, it's those three with maybe Batman getting an honorable yeah. mention for me. Uh, but it's sad because we didn't see you know an extensive amount of work from a lot of those. So that's true. I mean, Walking Dead was the only one to get Just, more than yeah. two seasons. Batman got two seasons. Mm-hmm. Minecraft, I guess they were finishing up the second season. Oh, yeah, that would be that. With this, Game of Thrones got two or just one? Pardon me? Game Game of Thrones? Thrones. Oh, no. That That was just one. one. That one was garbage. I did not like it either. Here's, Yeah. yeah, yeah. Here's the problem is, is like, you guys are right. Like, those IPs are so good. Like, how do you miss with Game of Thrones, right? Um, I just don't think the, the, I don't think the story and the delivery on that platform evolved enough to support. You know the 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 breadth of these IPs that they they were and, and that's yeah, fair. The, the their engine was yeah. Strange. Their engine, their technology was <laughs> not even that, but like mechanics as well. You know, yeah. like and once, characters. What, I didn't really care about the characters either. Yeah, yeah. I yeah, think that's the problem, right? Like HBO spent God knows how much money getting season one, season two, season three, season four up, where you actually started to give a crap about who these people are. It's a tough act to follow. Yeah, and like I get Game of Thrones is the biggest thing on the planet, but unless you deliver in that same scope. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, no one cares about the B sides in the Game of Thrones world, right? And you're playing a yeah. The, well, the the for me, Game of Thrones, the production value just couldn't it just it just couldn't get to where it needed to be for it to not feel weird. Like you know, there's no there's no like dramatic music. Yeah. There's no like the voices like the the mix sound was always weird to me, and the their engine just they tried to stylize it to make it work within the limits, the confine, the constraints of their engine. Like darken it up or? Well, like kind of had that watercolor look to oh, it. Okay. But it's just, yeah, the whole sort of presentation of it didn't, didn't work for me. But yeah. um, the, th- the thing, last thing I wanted to bring up on this, I've seen this a lot in my Twitter feed. So I wanted to pose the question to you guys. We'll talk about people in my feed saying, Microsoft should buy Telltale and then they could, you know, finish Walking Dead and have all this stuff. So uh, I'll, before I give my two cents, what do you guys think? Is, is, was that a should they do that? Could they do that? What what would Xbox? So what would that look like? They had three people bidding on them. They all backed out. Right? There's clearly something wrong profitability wise. So I, well, I I'd, I'd avoid it. The fact 225 people are now jobless with no security net means like that company was managed poorly. Yeah. No. People making decisions at that company, whatever level it was from, um, weren't doing it to a degree that would make it profitable enough to sustain. So why would a company come out and bail out that that ship? And you're buying what? The brand name Telltale? You don't get those IPs. You don't get the licenses. Yeah. yeah. It's not or like that you, staff. Yeah. yeah. You, but yeah. you get the platform, the tech. You can make adventure games that apparently weren't selling well enough to keep the company afloat anyway. So like and The engine was like consistently a problem too. Yeah. So I don't know that if the anything, tools are worthwhile. Hire the storytellers. Hire the designers. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Make a new, make a new a San Francisco-based like, studio. Bring on the Telltale crew. You know? Yeah. And I've seen a lot of studios come and say like for anyone who lost their jobs at Telltale, like here's our career page. Like come meet us at this yeah, restaurant Yeah, they've been doing mixers cafe. and stuff. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Another Great shout out to Mitch Dyer since you just brought him up. Long, many, many years ago, when this you know first ball got rolling, he put together. Uh, uh, he and a couple other people put together a document of jobs in the industry. So available, available, available. Yeah. yeah. And it's been like massively updated since. The yeah. It's like too. five years and on. It's, yeah. it's really yeah. cool. Yeah. No, I agree. It's like, I, I don't think Microsoft buying telltale would be a good idea at all. You guys really hit on most of it. It's you've got, you've got a uh, pretty lousy technology. So there's no seemingly no real uh, value. Outdated, in that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, and that's what I mean. Uh, you have no employees, as Tina mentioned, that's kind of a problem. You have no original IP, as Destin said. And as Brandon commented, you have, you have what is bio seemingly anecdotal, anecdotal for sure. There's probably more to it than that. Pretty poor management at the top as well. So, um, are there any IPs we're forgetting, like Sam and Max? Do they? Own I mean, that? I, I know, uh, but about. like they do not. It's uh, the artist. Uh, I want to believe his name is. I believe Steve Purcell. Somebody's going to correct me if I'm wrong on that. But the original, because yeah, Sam and Max so. was a comic before yeah. it was mm-hmm. a Lucas Arts right. game, before it was a Telltale game. So I believe the the, the artist who created Sam and Max owns mm. Sam and Max, and Monkey Island is owned by Lucas Arts. Yeah, so which is now Disney. So yeah, I don't believe Telltale owned anything. Yeah, which is they they because even before they took off with Walking Dead, they had done they were still they were doing licensed stuff. You know, I mentioned Back to the Future, I mentioned Jurassic Park, uh, Bone, which was a, a comic book slash graphic novel, uh, Wallace and Gromit. They'd done a Wallace and Gromit game, and let's see, there there may be one or two in there. That I'm forgetting, but yeah, they, they there is no IP ownership there. Yeah. So yeah, what are you what are you buying? That's you're buying, buying you're buying the name. You're buying the administrative yeah. staff. I, I think I think you guys are right that the if if Microsoft wanted to step in and and try to acquire you know try to do something because uh, Phil and Matt Booty have talked about well yeah we'd love to get content like specifically for game pass well episodic would be a great it's fit perfect. for that mm-hmm. yeah yeah start if you were if you did want to start a new studio with uh new and different and better management mm-hmm. whether that comes from existing laid off telltale staff or or microsoft people what have you and then you know try to build a new team with a lot of those that seems like the smarter people mode. that would be the way to go well yeah they're what six studios deep now in this in this new acquisition or creation well there are now there, i believe there are 10 now okay is the current total doesn't uh, seem unlikely they could uh call it tales told the new studio mm. <laughs> now a little on the nose <laughs> I, think I, like maybe, it. But, I like it yeah so uh, well hey Vince Zampella named his studio Respawn after the whole Infinity Ward mm-hmm. scandal and debacle. So, <laughs> yeah. there, there, it could happen, Dan. Yeah. yeah, it could happen. So, all right. So that is Telltale uh, and the the unfortunate situation there. Uh, next up this week. <laughs> Retail. <laughs> a Tokyo Game Show demo and PlayStation Store listing have revealed, uh, this is relevant to Xbox, I promise you, have revealed that Devil May Cry 5 will Great have looking game. Uh, both some form of online multiplayer as well as microtransactions. Okay. So, uh, yeah, I'm not expecting multiplayer out of DMC5. I wonder if it's like an asynchronous sort of thing. People are speculating it's some kind of like horde mode, you know, wave after wave kind of. Oh, that would oh, that cooperative. So a PvE rather yeah. than a PvP. Mm-hmm. Or if yeah. they do that thing that I hate when developers do and say, there's multiplayer, but it's just like time attack and score leaderboards. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, I had the opportunity to play Devil May Cry. It's feeling great. It's the traditional Devil May Cry combo system, and everything just feels awesome. 
I'm really concerned about these microtransactions. What are they thinking? It doesn't need this. Nobody needs this. Play the game. Power up. Yeah, and did like, you? It's for it's yeah. for essentially the red orbs, right? Yeah. And did you read the uh, explanation for it? It was because a, they want to allow people the choice of yeah. how to play. It was and essentially like such, which I, I hear that all the, the time. I think the answer yeah. is this makes money, and we are struggling to find ways for studios to make money. And oh, this clearly. is what we yeah clearly yeah that's the but honest like, answer. You know what makes money? Skins. Sell skins. Like if you're gonna if you're gonna do something, do cosmetics. Yeah, cosmetics yeah. have proven to work well for games like Fortnite and others. Don't sell game mechanic items though. Well, here's the thing I don't understand: is like a. I, See, I get it from both sides. In a single-player game, who cares if you spend money on a microtransaction? As long as they're not locking you out of anything, unless you do, that's different. Microtransactions, for me, break the critical rule when you're playing against other players who have dropped $100, and now I just stand no chance, right? Yeah, pay to win. Yeah. Well, it's also—sorry, continue. So in in this particular scenario, apparently in older games, there weren't enough red orbs to upgrade everything you wanted, Mm -hmm. and now you can— basically buy them if you want to upgrade everything or another path. Capcom saying, quote, uh, with giving people the ability to purchase red orbs, it's something we want to give people as an option. If they want to save time and just want to get all the stuff at once, those people can do that. I love this voice right now, by the way. (laughs) Ew, red orbs. So I agree with you, Brandon, that like it it comes down to that, to what you just said. But it's also I think the other thing is that are you like misbalancing the game to make up for mm. the inclusion of microtransactions or are you finding like a kind of healthier way of embedding them and effectively turning it into like a paid for easy mode? Mm-hmm. You know, because if you if you take it in that direction, I can I can kind of like understand its inclusion. But yeah. if you are like tweaking the balance of things to kind of encourage people towards easy mode, like you're making the overall game that much more difficult. I'm glad you brought that up. I hadn't actually thought about that in a scenario in which a game is balanced so that you intentionally can't get these things. It makes me wonder like, well, why not just make them available everywhere? Right? Like mm-hmm. why sell them? If you can go to the work to add microtransactions to sell these things, you can put 50 more of them throughout the level. Right? So I feel like there's just better systems that they could have implemented if they really need the money, which I, Everybody I don't knows. know. Yeah. Um, but selling the red orbs, a mechanic that allows you to power up your weapons and gear. It's just odd. It's just a little gross, right? It's just yeah. it's just strange to me. Like it's a mechanical addition that you can buy into in a single player, ostensibly mostly single player game. It's, just, it's a weird practice. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't uh, like it. I don't like it, <laughs> Destin Legary. Yeah. So there you go. You'll have the option if you want, as Capcom says. Mm, don't we, support it as we giggle and cackle in the background. Uh, next up this week. Real quick, the top 10 selling games for August Ooh, for the NPD have arrived. There it is. This again. is the time. This is yeah, always this hilarious. Is, <laughs> this is a really interesting list this month, and you'll see why momentarily. So at the top, you've Sorry, got- Sorry, wait, Ryan. Yeah. These are things you can buy in a store, right? The, there, some digital storefronts okay, are included okay. in this. And yeah, NPD's tried to become more mm-hmm. uh, conclusive. Yeah. Got it. But yeah. it's not- it's More not, all-encompassing. Yeah, it's not all-encompassing by any stretch Correct. of imagination. Like, I don't think Steam is in here. Yeah. Um, among other things. So, but yeah, number one, you've got Madden. Yeah. Not a surprise. Always the big game of August. You've got Monster Hunter World, uh, which is a Came fantastic PC. game. So, yes. Mm-hmm. The, that PC boost. Yeah. How about this? Not The number three selling game of August there it is again. 2018. This, uh, this game came out three 
years ago. I reviewed it three years ago. <laughs> what is it, Ryan? Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six Siege. Now, to their great credit, you Ubisoft, go, Ubisoft. Ubisoft has learned how to support a competitive game after launch, which it's real good. Uh, they did it with they they cracked the code with our uh, Rainbow Six Siege. They've adopted that into For Honor, which is now super healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, I. I not surprised at all that this game is selling well because every time they do a massive update or continue to revamp it, people are like, oh, well, let's get that game. Like, is this everyone's playing it? It's word of mouth. Is this revenue or copies sold? Like, how does this, this, this I, I believe? This, no, there's Ryan and I were it is copies this. sold. The uh, the ah, revenue okay. number I do, I, I get the e, the NPD emails. Mm-hmm. Revenue is is a separate thing that is got that it, is that it. is called out. All right, yeah. okay. I was curious because yeah, Rainbow Six Siege is a little cheaper now. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, this is uh, this is a game. Yeah, it is approaching its third birthday in December, <laughs> and it's just yeah, it's the community continues to grow. They've added so much content in that time. Yeah, it is it is wonderful to see, and boy, it is it is such a unique. If you do need like something new in the multiplayer department, Rainbow Six might might be it's what you need. Very fun. It, it is really fun. <laughs> Number four. Also fun. Grand Theft Auto Five. Speaking of old <laughs> men on this list. Yeah, uh, even older. Five years. Yeah, actually, five years almost to the day. It was, sept- it was uh, like around this time, late September 2013, uh, Grand Theft Auto V's original release. Again, in my opinion, one of the greatest games of all time. Mm-hmm. I-, I really believe that. Fun fact, also one of our highest trafficking wiki pages consistently. Uh, is, it, is it any wonder why when people mm-hmm. continue to buy it? It's It's unreal. Uh, then you have Mario Kart 8, just a, another evergreen title. Mm. Uh, Naruto to Boruto, Shinobi Striker, a game I'm not familiar with, but of course, it's a so Naruto. It involves Naruto. Right? Yeah. It's a fighting game. You've got, this is, I love seeing this, not an Xbox game, but just again, a you talk about, we love single player games, a pure single player game that came out, uh, what, four, five months ago? Five months ago. Wow. God of War for PlayStation 4 coming in at number seven. Is there a price drop or something? Maybe. Not sure. Uh, yeah, I don't know if there's a specific reason there. When but. did the next one come out, Ryan? Mr. Memory. <laughs> <laughs> I got you. I got you on this, Destin. <laughs> Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2, 2009. <laughs> 2009. Modern is- Warfare 2. Returning to the t- to the NPD's top 10 list. <laughs> is this the remake? Because like it was supported yeah, on Xbox, right? I thought there... Wait. They added backwards compatibility to Modern yeah, Warfare I don't, 2. There's, really I thought there, there is no remaster for Modern Warfare wow. 2. Then I'm even more impressed. Unless I missed Are, it. Isn't it? Didn't they? There was a rumor about it. Huh? I thought they packaged it, and they were like, it's never going to be sold standalone, and then it was absolutely sold that was, that was Modern Warfare 1, the Ra- Ravens remake of... Just Call of Duty 4. Still pretty cool. Okay. Yeah, all, all my cod wires are getting uh, Then again, uh, 2017's... So this game's 18 months old, Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. Great game. Yeah. I mean, there's no Game of the year there. Uh, And my game of the year from last year at number 10, Super Mario Odyssey. Also a great game. Also an incredible video game. So um, not a lot of new releases there, but... Well, I mean, look, you've got Grand Theft Auto, God of War, Legend of Zelda, Super Mario Odyssey. Those four right there either won or are hard contenders for game of the year. And I would have to say, if someone were to go back and do the research... On the, the top 10 NPD games every month for the last, call it five years, I would be willing to put up an in and out lunch bet that this month, August 2018, has the oldest average collective age of the mm-hmm. games in the top 10. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, of course, because 
we head into Q4, it's going to be all new games. Yeah. Mostly, mostly new games. For a month or two. Typically, it's, it's all mostly new games and Grand Theft Auto V. Yeah. But this, yeah, this has got to be one of the oldest average ages as a, as a group of 10 video games of any NPD since they started tracking this stuff. So there's that. Uh, a couple oh. of quick notes. Phoenix Studios. Oh, sorry. I mean, uh, THQ Nordic striking <laughs> again. They've purchased the Alone in the Dark IP and uh, strategy game IP Act of War from Atari. There's some potential there with Alone in the Dark. Let's go. Tell, yeah, tell me about this. No, thing. I just this, mean this like, is a series. That's a it's a survival horror series. It's been around forever. Oh, but based it's been on dormant the mo- for a based while. on the movie, right? <laughs> oh God! <laughs> I mean, God, you were sarcastic. <laughs> it, it had a few games that people really, really liked, and then they just kind of never figured out where to go with the franchise and make it really, really cool again. And uh, I'd be really excited to have somebody else take a crack at it. THQ Nordic scores another potential big win if they can make it work. The uh, <laughs> the movie starring <laughs> starring Tara Reid and uh, uh, yes. Christian Slater. Tara Reid of Sharknado fame. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Yes. And Christian Slater, God. If I believe so. I, I, I'm almost positive. Two of my it favorite actors. Oh, Thank my you. God. <laughs> Thank you, Voice of God, Jeez. Dan Parkhurst. Oh, God. Yeah. Uh, how, uh, ner- how nerdy am I at my... Oh, tell me you didn't save the ticket stub when you saw it on opening night. No, it's not. No, no. <laughs> you but, don't save all your ticket stubs? I, I stopped doing that a long time ago. <laughs> on my... Uh, Only for Uwe Boll movies. When I got married the first time, the mistake time... Uh, I, I, the, my bachelor party was me and my close group of buddies. We, we rented, uh, there was three or four. We got three or four Uwe Boll movies. No, just, I knew you were going to say We watched that. them to goof on them. So we watched, uh, yeah, Alone in the Dark, which was actually the worst <laughs> of all of them, which is saying something. And I believe, gosh, uh, what else did Blood we Blood Rain? I, we didn't watch Blood Rain. Did he? Maybe Postal. Did he make Postal? Uh, yeah. Okay. Postal was Postal. exceptionally bad. And then, uh, I forget one of the other. I think there were three, but anyway. Yeah, Alone in the Dark, ladies, so, do you ladies think, and gentlemen. Do you think Ube Bowl put the bullet in that series? No. With there was movie? The, the, the Atari tried to reboot it after that. For on 360, there was a, there wasn't mm. a game on 360. <laughs> I've, ne- I've never just played. called Alone in the Dark. Yeah, I've never played one of these. Games. I believe Reflections did it before Ubisoft. Oh, cool. Them. I love. Uh, I may be I may be getting my history wrong on that. I need a news team back there. Like <laughs> I need to have Goldfarb <laughs> back just waiting. Yeah, yeah, waiting to pipe in. Boys back at the lab. We'll get back to it. Yeah, uh, but uh, yeah, and that I think it was like it was a big AAA production that ended up not doing super great. So mm-hmm. it's been dead for a good at least. Probably 10 years now, I would think. Yeah. They got a lot of good IPs, man. They have a, got a, quite a stable going over mm-hmm. there. They just have to plant all those seeds yeah. and water them carefully. And maybe as the years go on, one or more of them will, will bear fruit. fruit. <laughs> uh, so I'm not a Final Fantasy person. I hope one of you is because I need a little help here. We straight up, there's a story we straight up missed last week. I feel like we got to touch on it. I just missed this, and I apologize. Some oh, yeah, because they didn't include it on Xbox during the Nintendo yeah. Direct. The Nintendo so. Direct, they announced a, a ton, a whole big pile of Final Fantasy games. Basically, it's a compilation. Every, everything but yeah. eight, almost. Big compilation right? coming to Switch, and then it turns out it was, oh, it's also for Xbox One as well. Tons, a lot of Final Fantasy games. I, I thought this was a typo. Really, no eight. No eight. No yeah. eight. All oh, right. Eight's not included. But what are we getting? Seven, nine, <laughs> ten, ten to remaster I mean, HD, pick a twelve z- Zodiac Age, uh, fifteen Pocket Edition HD, and World of Final Fantasy Maxima. 
That's a lot of Final Fantasy games. Yeah, that's a lot. Uh, that's hundreds of hours of Final Fantasy games. I, I, could, I like, that might literally be a thousand hours of, yeah, of it, video it, games. It could be. 10 and 12 are worth it alone. Of course, 7 is a classic. So I, I really like 10 and 12. Uh, I don't know about 10 2 with the costume change stuff. But yeah, this is a, this is a good set to get if uh, you know, you're looking to round out your collection. Uh, 15 Pocket Edition was that the mobile version of it? Yeah, the mm-hmm. the Final Fantasy 15, but like a like a pared down different tap to win. Uh, I don't know about that necessarily, but mm-hmm. it's like same story, same characters, but sort of different vehicle through which to tell the, the story. Interesting, interesting. Um, we'll, ne- we'll never get 14 on Xbox. Yeah, that was the thing. People are mm-hmm. well. That's that's a guarantee. That's it's gonna not be a gonna response happen. to this. Like, yeah. what about 14? Because it's. It does astound me that 14, one of video gaming's most really just heartwarming stories ever of this Final Fantasy MMO. There were, it was their second MMO. Mm-hmm. There was, of course, Final Fantasy XI, which was on Xbox 360. They do this, uh, do a Final Fantasy MMO. It just doesn't go well. And they square to their credit, and the dev team commits to completely redesigning the game mm-hmm. they they gutted it and virtually started over it's like they just they demolished the house they left the foundation and just built a new house <laughs> yeah and now it's really good everybody good. loves it and we cannot get it on xbox mm-hmm. doesn't but, make sense to me yeah it's a bummer uh, you love it right i saw you playing at your desk like two or three weeks ago uh it was a few months ago but yeah i really like it <laughs> and <time> flies. <laughs> well it was before god of war i remember specifically because that's what stopped me Jeez. but yeah dude 14's really good but it's a really, really good game. If you want an MMO on the Xbox, there are plenty to choose from. As of course. Well. Neverwinter Nights, Elder Scrolls Online, lots of stuff. That's true. There are some good ones. Mm-hmm. It's funny. I remember, I don't know why, just a quick aside. When I, when, uh, at OXM, when I was, when we were just, we were getting ready for the 360 to come out. I remember I put together this uh, preview magazine of like, all right, here's, what's, here's what to expect of the 360. Microsoft and other companies, the, the promise of MMOs mm. coming to consoles finally, there were supposed to be just all these MMOs that were going to happen, and virtually none of them ever did. I know. Kingdom Under Fire mm-hmm. 2, I think it was. Kingdom Under Fire was one of those like strategy top-down, yeah. send your armies in. It was basically... That wasn't an MMO, though. No. So the first game, and then they had a series, and then they didn't know what they were doing with it, so they changed it to like a third-person action dungeon crawler. But the actual games in the series were like, top-down commander strategy and then oh surprise you can go be one of the soldiers on the field which was super rad when you're like seeing your this giant monstrosity wade across the field and then go down to be the soldier and it's like towering over you uh and then they were going to make a a sequel to it kingdom of fire 2 and i believe it came out on ps4 in korea or south korea but i followed that game for years and years and then was crushed when it was just quietly killed for for a release yeah there were there were a lot of mmos that never made it yeah. to expert well the, the one true fantasy live online is still the one that was for original xbox that's how i've, I've never even heard of that That was level five uh was a, you know really renowned uh japanese studio uh and yeah it was a total like anime like mm. cell shaded look it was oh, that's we got a that's a whole other show. We'll have to save that for another time. But <laughs> favorite MMOs that never were. Yeah. But at least, yeah, you're getting maybe no Final Fantasy fourteen, but plenty of other Final Fantasy games. All right. Uh what Brandon, what can we spend our money on this week? Should we so choose? Uh oh boy, a whole lot. Um <clears throat> all right, so uh this week the um 
Xbox Games with Gold are... Uh, before we kick that off, the playable demo of Forza Horizon 4 is still up if you want to grab Go that play before the game comes 9. out. 9.6 out of 10, IGN.com. It's a real good game. You might enjoy the demo, so go check that out. September uh, 1st through the 30th is Prison Architect. It's a cool, uh, what is it, like simulation strategy sort of game where you build yeah, a prison, manage the out. inmates. Um, Live Lock from September 16th through October 15th. I looked it up. It's like a twin stick Transformers game, sort of. Um, it looked fine. Uh, Lego Star Wars 3, The Clone Wars, September 1st through the 15th is no longer possible to get, so sorry about that. <laughs> Thanks Vi- for mentioning it. Sega Vintage Collection Monster World. Uh, I don't know what that is, but it's available from September 16th through September 30th on the 1 and the 360. Additionally, there's a whole bunch of games that came out this week. I'm probably not going to go through them all because we'd be here forever, but there's some heavy hitters today. You can get Hollow Knight on the Xbox One. Tom Marks will be pleased because now I have no excuse not to play it. Uh, Valkyria Chronicles 4. Tom Marks also reviewed that and really, really liked it. Um, it is a anime-style World War II strategy game. That, so That Tom Marks likes his video games. Yeah, he does. Uh, Warface is coming out. It's a modern first-person shooter for unique classes, exciting PvE missions, and PvP modes. Uh, Jack and Jill DX. The N is an N. Um, Jack and Jill Deluxe is a... Uh, <laughs> Uh, it's a one-button platformer where you play as Jack and must overcome many hazards to reach Jill. Um, a bunch of stuff coming out on Wednesday, including my favorite of the bunch, Pizza Titan Ultra. Uh, Pizza Titan Ultra is a fast-paced third-person action platformer focused on fighting and smashing through a futuristic city and a giant mech to deliver pizza. Use fast attacks and dodging while attempting to control the massive weight of a 10-story mobile pizzeria. Or else pizza is going to send it. out for you. Uh, and every week I think I have a favorite and didn't, uh, every week I do this and I always have a favorite and I never give it like the attention it deserves. This week it's a game called think of the children. It's out September 26th. Are you serious right now? That's Wednesdays. It's (laughs) the description reads little Bobby's dead. The barbecue is on fire. Jen's eating poisonous berries and the birthday cake still needs icing. A frantic parenting, parenting simulator featuring one to four player couch co-op, Twitch and mixer, mixer integration for streamers, a wide range of levels, and the ability to customize and save characters as families. Think of the Children as a fast-paced task, task management game with a colorful comedic twist. That that's, sounds that's, that's a nightmarish hellscape. Super stressful, <laughs> and uh, you should all go I don't check know, it Ryan, out. Ryan, does that sound like parenting to you? <laughs> that's exactly how it is. <laughs> They've <laughs> summed it all up. You're the only one of us that has kids here. But I got a puppy like three months ago. That's and that close. happens to his puppy all the time. Yeah. Yeah. She, she, little puppy dies, eats poisonous berries. I can't imagine playing this game and like relaxing, you know? I can't imagine being a parent and wanting to play that video game. Oh, God. This is a game to drink beers with like friends on the couch and be like, oh, you killed the they kids. just call it Anxiety the Game. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the second name. Uh, panic we can inducing. use it as for to torture our enemies in, in <laughs> yeah, <exactly>. wars. <laughs> literally. Here, play this. Literally, when they come of age you're like play this see what it was like yeah, exactly look what i went through for you thursday life is strange 2 episode 1 comes out on xbox one there you go, X. Destin. uh it is another uh sort of episodic adventure game mm-hmm. pretty cool um friday is amnesia collection if you like horror games hey. first person or otherwise amnesia is a collection or the amnesia collection is a bunch of games that i promise will scare you um the dark descent a machine for pigs and justine play dark descent uh, FIFA 19 comes out on Friday as well, as well as a couple other little games. Uh, Catastronauts, uh, where you captain a spaceship and try to survive disaster and enemy fire. 
And then finally, Forza Horizon 4 oh, yeah, Ultimate that. Edition comes out September 28th. Yeah, it's the a uh, car game you can play a demo for right now. Regular versions on Tuesday, next Tuesday, the second. Yeah. yeah, Ultimate Edition, you get it a couple days ahead. Yeah, Luke Riley does pretty much all of our racing game reviews because that is his. I don't know if there is anyone else on IGN who has a deeper expertise in a genre than Luke has with, with racing games. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, he's reviewed every Forza game for us. And this is the highest score any of them have ever gotten, 9.6 out of 10. I encourage you to go read and or watch his review to find out why it's so damn good. Yeah, he said they nailed it. Or what was the quote? Blew the doors off it. Yes. Nice. Yes, indeed. Excellent. Trivia real quick before we go. Uh, Brandon, this is your chance to take the lead. Oh, I'm tied right now, aren't I? Yeah, tied with the ghost of Alana. We've got Miranda at seven points. Destined at two points. Okay, Tina's not on the board. Get back to respectability. <laughs> yeah, we've had, we haven't we've hardly had any opportunities to uh, to have Tina here, so we'll see if I've been doing get her on the board. Terrible. <laughs> Kevin from Essex, England, fitting because that's where Forza Horizon Four takes place. Uh, his gamer tag, by the way, if you'd like to add him as a friend, is Captain Wallop. Two words. Which of these games were included in the very first Games with Gold? I don't know if you guys remember back to yeah. the beginning of it. I do. Yep, me too. Was Super Time Force one of those games? Child of Light? Guacamelee Super Turbo Championship Edition? Or Max, The Curse of Brotherhood? Teen, I'm going to go your way first. Test your memory here. Ugh, my memory is the worst thing, but I'm going to say Child of Light because it came out super early on, and if I can remember correctly, okay. I'm going to guess with that. Yeah. Sounds good. Destin, I'm going to go your way next. Yeah, we were sent Super Time Force codes, or that was part of it. I remember that because we all played it back on the old school unlock days. Same with Guacamelee, and we all really liked Child of Light, but I'm going to go Child of Light. I don't know for sure. I just remember that being definitely on the uh, Games of Gold. I don't remember if it was first, though. Roger that. Brandon, do you know? Uh, I don't. I have got a decent idea, and I was writing for a XBLA-centric site at the time, so I remember Max, the Curse of the Brotherhood, was like the first big marquee XBLA game um, featuring that animation style and all that. So I'm going to go with D, Max. I'm glad you did, because that is indeed correct. Yes. Yeah. We did it. The thing I remember... I knew it wouldn't be the one I played. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Miranda will be very upset when she finds out about this. That I took the lead? Yeah. Oh, okay. She's not going to like it. Yeah. uh, And Alana. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to tweet at her right after this. Uh, Bad news, Alana. Yeah. (laughs) Spoiler alert. Uh, Oh, shucks. (laughs) Funny thing, I remember about uh, Max the Curse of Brotherhood. First of all, I thought it was... It was a good game that just like I yeah. wish they could have made another one to yeah. really see where get it could have gone. Because uh, by the way, the the cutscenes, like the story bits, yeah. which were there were way too few of them. There were like two cutscenes at the beginning, and I think maybe one at the end. They were gorgeous. They were like Pixar I stuff. I, I was going to say I don't want to say quite Pixar level, well, but they are definitely like a fox, like a good yeah. fox animated. But um, I remember that game came out. Someone in my audience can correct me if I'm, I think it came out on Christmas Eve. Like it was uploaded. It's a digital game. Yeah, because it was it was in that first in 2013, right when the Xbox One came out, and I think it came out like right that like the, the like that night. It was some crazy late in the year release. Yeah, 
I wonder if they were just trying to get it out the door, like before the probably you know just get it out before so the quarter ended. Before you know, so if people got their consoles on Christmas morning, they yeah. could go on and and when they plugged yeah, in, that's and, right, yeah, yeah, see that hey, there's some there's some other new game I can buy. Yeah, so there you and they go. were really they were really pushing it. I remember there was a lot of buzz around that game, and it was cool. Like you had a little stylus marker pen thing that you could draw and like create paths yes. and stuff. Yeah, I was sad that that's that studio closed. Which of course that was one of the ones that bit the yeah. dust. I feel so bad. I can't remember. Who Press play. Press play. That's yeah. Right. So that was a shame. All right. Thank you, Kevin from Essex. Uh, please send your trivia questions, everybody else. If you've got a good Xbox trivia question, send it my way. The email address is unlocked at ign.com. Please include four multiple choice answers and note the correct one in your email. And we'll play again next week. And maybe maybe you'll inspire Miranda to now now that she knows Alana can't win. Miranda Maybe she'll try to keep own. she'll try to keep up with you, and no. we'll have a real race here. She's too far in the hole now. Like I keep making the you, analogy. Well, she's well, I don't know. She's not that far behind. <laughs> it's not on that paper. Not that paper. She keep, I keep making the she's analogy. She's at seven. I keep making the analogy. She's trying to shoot for the moon, right? It's just like well, in a hearts, it's when like you're 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 losing, so you're just like give me all the bad cards. So <laughs> I just don't, right. I don't think she knows that you don't win in this game. <laughs> <If> you, <laughs> There is a, there's a trophy. You're, somebody's getting a trophy that's fan made. Yeah, let's talk about that. Let's talk about that. Who's making that? I, I unfortunately don't have the gentleman's name in front of me right now. He's okay. checked in with me a couple times. I haven't heard from him in a while, but he had shown me pictures. Like it was well underway. It was, Ooh. and it's going to be good. And it carries on the tradition of using an old Xbox peripheral of some kind as the trophy. So. Uh, Destin, it will not be on your desk this year. No, because <laughs> you were added. You were added back to the show too late, but. Yeah, that's, let's go with that. You'll get a that's clean slate next year. <laughs> anyway, uh, we've got to go. So uh, you can find me on Twitter at DMC underscore Ryan. Uh, let's see. Of course, always <laughs> please check out IGN Unfiltered. And I don't know what else I'm up to. I don't remember. Whatever. It's fine. Just come follow me there, and I, I tweet out everything I'm doing here. So Destin? At Destin Legary. If you need help with the Destiny Raid, we're putting out a six-part guide for all the various sections. So if you're stuck on something, check it out. Fantastic. Brandon? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Brandon Tyrell, just my name. Uh, I tweet occasionally, but you can find pictures of my dog. So she's very pretty. Yes, uh, I'm, is. We'll go, uh, Yeah, pass. I'm not talking about what I'm doing. <laughs> pass! Uh, I'm stuck in reviewing hell right now. Tina, take us home. Uh, I'm Tina Amini on Twitter, and not much that I can talk about publicly on what I'm working on, but I am playing Spider-Man, so there's that happening. I'm still playing, too. It's so good. I had to mm-hmm. stop. I, I'm waiting something. to go back to it. Yes. <laughs> All right, so uh, reminder... The show comes at you Wednesday afternoons on YouTube or podcast services, but come get it early. Tuesday at 3 p.m. Pacific on IGN via it's the, the, the show URL. It's unlocked.ign.com. So that's that. Happy week slash weekend, everybody. We'll see you next week. Take care.